This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Bez, what do you love? Well, John, it's a new sponsor and I'm loving it. For me, double quarter pound a meal. What are you having? Oh, it's got, got to be the chicken nugget share box. To myself, there's no sharing, but well, to myself. That goes without saying. But what yeah. dip? Oh, barbecue. It's a barbecue dip. Yeah. But where can people get it? So, yeah, where can you get it? You can order via the McDonald's app. Um, it's via participating restaurants only. 18 plus. Rewards. Registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. So see mcdonalds.com for full details. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. There's a team that we all love Playing out of person town They've had a few promotions But always end up going down Play up, play up for them Play up, play up for them Play up, play up for them Welcome to the Ailing Vale podcast. Three years of waiting to say that. Um, it's going to be a bit of an unusual episode because um, Johnny's currently on his way back from Hamburg and Bez is doing whatever he gets up to in Benidorm. So we're going to skip re- we're going to skip film review because it's we, we haven't seen any films. And we're also going to retire dog shit from the pod. So I'm joined by Andy. How are you, Andy? Oh, yeah, I'm all right. I've had a bit of a rough day yesterday. Um, started on it early. Ended on it quite late, and um, yeah, I saw Ed this morning. And also, we've got the founder member of the pod, the club's in trouble, so there's only one person to get back in. We couldn't find anybody better, unlike our last overseas signing. He's got a work, work permit for this pod. Stu, how are you doing? Help, you're all right, Steve. Andy, nice to see you again. Yeah, good to see you. Good, it's better seeing you two on the end than uh, than the normal two, that's, a, that's, a, that's for sure. <laughs> Maybe Let's maybe we have a decent hands. conversation for once. <laughs> Should we start so, off with we'll Bez, start... get it out of the way? Because that's probably the only positive we've got, isn't it? Yeah, top yeah, effort yeah. from him, from yesterday. It? Yeah, and yeah. Um, yeah, well, I'm sure he'll, he'll, he'll want to thank everyone, and he already has on his socials, hasn't he? For um, he's, he's gone past, was it Grand 1100 now? I haven't got a... I'll, I'll look 1200 last time I saw. Was it? Right. Yeah, uh, I'm sure he's absolutely chuffed to bits, and... Yeah, the Rudge statue where uh, the fund continues. So, um, does it get sponsored by us afterwards because because uh, of how much money we've raised for it? Does it? Maybe you could have it on the back of his on the top of his cap or something. <laughs> Ale and Vale yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, Ale and Vale. Yeah, you can suggest that to the relevant people, Stu. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're the get right person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So obviously, yesterday was a bit of a disaster. Now, we're not going to soft soap it. We've all got our own um, opinions on both the game yesterday 
and where we are as a club. For me, it's a bit of a groundhog day. But Stu, you know, you've been watching from afar. Where do you see Vale? And more importantly, is Andy Crosby on borrowed time? Lads, we haven't won a league game since September. For God's sake. it It's hard watching it at the moment. Like... And it, and it must be harder going to actually watch the games and stuff because we just look. I was, I was talking to talking to somebody actually who works for for Shrewsbury um, yesterday, and they were just better in both penalty areas, weren't they? That was that was the difference between the two sides. They cleared it. They had Che Dunkley at the back who who can clear it easily. He's steady ad, and we'd give the ball away twice in crappy positions and they've scored. You know, Yakoviti gets sucked under the ball for the first one. Smith is very soft on the second one. And everybody, I'm guessing it, the 1,600 people in the away end thinking exactly the same me, we're not going to score two here. So that's the end of it. You know, we didn't even score from an open play again. And I was worried about that early, early on in the season when we were winning games that we weren't scoring loads from, from open play. There were quite a few set pieces in there. And like we're just completely toothless and it's and it's hard to watch. But it just shows you what a pointless uh, statistic possession is really at the end of the day, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you say Oh, just well, Stu said, you know, we're not gonna score three. We're not gonna score two. So as soon as the first goal went in, you, you knew we probably weren't gonna come away with the three points. Um, I, that absolutely killed the away end. I, I've never known it be as quiet as it was yesterday. It's just difficult getting anything going, really, song-wise. It, it just people people just felt like they gave up a bit. Half-time, I overheard some bloke turn to his mate and say, oh, well, we play nice football, don't we? And that just summed us up, really. Yeah, I just don't understand. Like... It's very nice, like nice intricate passing. We keep the ball well. We keep the ball better there, and then but we're we're so slow getting the ball into that final third that the teams have got time to react and come back at it, get themselves organised and set up in defence. And we're, it's hard to break them hard to break them down. We're very good at the second to last pass. We're just not very good at the final pass. We got loads of corners yesterday because Gavin Massey always hits the first man and it bounces out for a corner. It's you know, <laughs> yeah. Whenever we get into crossing position, we're, we're we're crossing it into traffic, aren't we? Because everyone's yeah. everyone's back behind the ball where they want to be, and we're we're not we're not getting players backpedaling. We're not getting them facing their own goal in situations they don't really want to be in. Uh, and yeah, it's easy to say after we've played well and not scored first time, it's like oh well, we just carry on doing what we do, and we have to trust that things will click for us the second third time they say oh we need to be more clinical and they're by about the ninth or tenth time um either we don't know what it is that's going wrong or, or we do and we just don't know how to fix it and you know we're not seeing any progress from week to week as to how we turn possession into clear-cut chances it's not even that you know we're missing chances the keeper's not had um made any worldies yesterday we're not we're not missing too many clear-cut opportunities we're just we're getting into situations rather than getting into make making really sort of clear-cut chances yeah what i'd say is 
there's like there's a way to play against Vale now. If you defend in a relatively low block, if you're one of the weaker sides in the league, you sit in. Eventually, we are going to give you a chance to score a good go- to score against us. We concede sloppy goals, and as you say, we're dead ponderous. You know, we need faster now. I don't think anybody here is a massive fan of our strike force, but we're not creating. It's not like they're missing loads of chances. We aren't creating them anything, are we? And for me, that's a really big issue. You know, like I say, it's all very well being nice and two thirds of the pitch, and it smacks of me of the Bruno season. You know, where we started off well, we won games that we probably didn't deserve to win, and teams found us out. What do you make of that, Andy? Excuse having a drink. Yeah, I mean, similarity is that you you never felt confident that we were going to score a goal. I remember we even Bruno managed to get a nil-nil at Shrewsbury. I think it's one of the worst games ever, and yeah. Reg was up front. But, you know, we kept a clean sheet, and, and we got a point out of it. Um, I have started to reassess now whether Big Reg is the worst player I've seen play, the worst striker I've seen at Vale in League One over the last few weeks. Um, which which is pretty tells you a lot about what you need to know, really. Yeah, our WhatsApp group is alive with that very debate. Stu, big what big Reg versus uh, <laughs> yeah. versus YouTube. It's got to be a lot. Uh, uh, I suppose Amos wants uh, Amos keeps saying that Loft's better than Ooch. Um, I'm not seeing it, but um, but yeah, big Reg was better than the rest of than those two. Off, off what we've seen in the last few weeks, he was. <laughs> he was just horrible. He was just rubbish. He was just. He was so. He was so crap that he managed to just find himself space because nobody was bothering with him. Yeah. So from that aspect, it was a, a rather elaborate ruse to <laughs> to score. <laughs> to it's a deep fake, put it that way. I've, I've <laughs> said it before. I think I said last time I was on, Uchi versus Loft in the terms of the debating who's better, better is like two bald men fighting over a comb. It's, it's like sort of the kingdom of the blind, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, you know, neither are is, neither is anywhere near where where we need them to be. Does a more confident manager, and what this is something me and you've chatted about, Andy, does a more confident manager, I'll go to you with this, Stu, someone more experienced, the better track record, is he saying, these aren't my players, is he saying recruitment isn't good enough? Crosby is a good company man, isn't he? With that interview, they, you know, when Amos and him shared a bottle of whiskey on Wednesday, he comes across <laughs> as a really nice fella. Does, and Mickey Adams will be saying, will be, will be making pointed comments that these pair aren't my first choice, because you can argue that if he wasn't fully in line with signing them, he's been hung out to drive it. Um, how much did uh, how much did Crosby get that whiskey bottle? Um, to me, <laughs> not as much as he was. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, I think he, a, a smart manager does. Look, there was the this is the problem all along with with Iron Crosby. He was the he was the company man. We said as soon as they, they hired him as the interim coach at the end of last year, I said he's got to win one of these last four games and they'll give him a job and it'll and it'll be it we won't do a proper process. Um yeah, I think he's I don't think he's naive enough not to say it, but like let's be honest, he's only there because we're still in the he's only there because we're still in the league cup, isn't he? That's hundred percent. 
Yeah, that was, that was see how he's still there. If he, you know, we've just been dreadful in the league for Stevenage, Cheltenham. We we just yesterday he was poor. You know, we, we we haven't put a good performance together in 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 two months really, and it's just disheartening to see really that. I think we've got quite a good side there, striker aside. You know, I think we. I th- think we can certainly pull an 11 together that looks decent in this league. And we just, the philosophy, the philosophy in the way that we, that we try and uh, attack isn't, isn't there. Yeah. I think that's, we don't, when you, don't, when you score as few goals as us, your attacking philosophy is obviously flawed. Um, I think, under ASCII, he was also a very nice man and came across well as a decent human being. I was of the opinion that he deserved longer than most people. By the end of it, um, you know, I was with everybody else, he had to go. Are we in danger of them giving Crosby too long because he's a decent person and they want to go, do we cut our losses now? Because as you say, the teams we've beaten in these cups, they're very... It's a bit slanted because no one's playing the full sides, are they, in the, in the in the cup competitions, Mansfield aside. The run we had was really soft. So he's effectively holding on to his job, you know, on, on beating reserve teams without with our youth team. And he's very, very lucky. Are we at the same right now? Two teams. Yeah. Should we cut our losses? Two teams. Let's not let's not beat around the bush. Yeah. He's beat three League Two teams to get there. Would you cut if you're cows? Are you cutting your losses? Yeah, of course I would. I think they've got a decision to make. They've got to stick or twist, and they've got to properly go one side of the fence or the other. Um, the problem for me is I, I don't know what would change if you sacked Andy Crosby tomorrow. And you know, given that we've got a midweek game on Tuesday, I don't think we will. But um, yeah, what what happened? You know, Flitcroft isn't just going to abandon what he how he wants the Vale to to play overnight. We're not going to get a completely different manager in. He'll want someone who will have that similar continuity, but maybe hopefully with a slightly better pattern in the in the final third. We also might get somebody like David Dunn as caretaker manager, who who didn't have a particularly great record at when he was Barrow manager. So, you know, it's, I suppose what I'm trying to say is we need, we need solutions rather than scapegoats and, and just sort of getting, um, getting Crosby gone doesn't necessarily solve anything. It might just create a different set of problems. Mm, maybe I should preface my comments as well by saying that, or, or close my comments by saying I didn't even want Crosby to be manager because I didn't think there was a, for me, there was a reason why, uh, is he 48? Is he, I think, I think he's 48. And he, why has nobody else stepped up when he's been assistant and offered him a permanent manager's job? There's got to be a reason for that. And, and that's, and that's, I don't know whether we're seeing what, uh, what that is now, but the, it just doesn't look like he has the, the, the ideas to sort of push that forward. Um, I understand the point. Like you've got a question now. Flitcroft has had a chance to hire his own manager. That it it hasn't been a raging success. Uh, I'm not saying that you 
you're going to switch Flickcroft because he has, in my opinion, as I said, put it together a decent squad aside from strikers this year. That's a big asterisk against it, though. Um, but then you then you're looking at where we are from there. Like somebody with with ideas on how to play that formation and and use the players that we've got, and you're looking at like somebody that's been fired recently, so Taylor from Rotherham, possibly you're looking at you're looking at Joey Barton almost certainly must be would be brought into the conversation, I think, given his locality, wanting probably to move back up north and big and Neil Warnock. being close. Yeah. Yeah, he, could. he needs to cross fail off his bingo card. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, although he wanted to go in Scotland the other day, though, didn't he? Parts of it, wants it. Yeah, yeah. So some crap Lithuanian got the job. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> but like, there's options out there. I think there's just in the summer we didn't take a time. I know we didn't want to rush it, so we wanted to get somebody in, so we didn't have. have, have happened what happened after the playoff final where we were three weeks late sorting everything out. But you were telling me that we did a proper process there of finding out that Crosby was the best man for that job. I, I don't believe for a second that we did we did a, we did much of an outward search. We we'd already decided he was the guy. And I hope for that we had a backup we've got a backup plan or some names on a on a sheet somewhere which we'd be keen on that are now available that we can make a make a move smartly and quickly. No, I mean They're I think Crosby was arguably the path of least resistance. He was already there. It's just easier than than, than going out and, and, and doing that process. And for me, you know, I, I've been complimentary about Andy Crosby on here before. I've, I've liked a lot of what he was trying to do. I can see what he's been trying to do. Uh, we've improved massively in certain aspects. Technically, in the middle of the park, we're a much different side than we were last year. Some things have been... Good others, obviously, in, in both penalty boxes haven't. But, you know, I don't think he's a complete idiot. You know, you can see what he's trying to get at. But the bottom line is we don't score very many goals. And when you don't keep clean sheets, you probably end up yeah. edging. You know, we were edging games 1-0 and, and whatever. And, and then, then we're sort of being edged out 1-0 because the goals dried up and we... Started conceding one or two, and, and that's just when you do that, it's, it's very hard, you know. When, when you neglect the the bottom line, you don't win games, then no manager can survive. Jobs in question. Um, I don't think we've won a game by more than one goal this season, have we? Um, not in the league, not in the league, yeah. Um, not in, um, yeah, Burton in the cup the other week was the first time we won a game by more than one goal. And the last time before that was Bristol Rovers um, in yeah, April. Is... And I think, yeah, I think the last, I think those are the last two times have been two goals ahead in a match. And the time before that was Pompey away. And yeah, it doesn't really happen. It hasn't really happened a great deal. On on that subject, um, I saw a post on One Vale fan by Joe. Um, of record this year, calendar year 2023. Play 39, 1-8, drawn 9, lost 22. Four Ooh. goals for 22, goals against 35. I mean, that's uh, just yeah. horrific. Yeah. They're only 35 conceding in 39 games, though. Something like that, yeah. It, 
We I'm, conceded seven in one game, didn't we? We must have written that down wrong. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, we don't con- we don't concede many, but we score fewer. And was it how many draws was it? Nine. So one eight drawn line lost twenty two. So thirty three points from thirty nine games. Yeah, that is relegation form, isn't it? Right, that's good. you're going down on that. That's relegation at the end of March form. Yeah, and I don't think, I think we've averaged a goal a game since we got promoted. So yeah. since eighteen months, well, strikers are hard to come by. We we all know that. Like, you've got a question whether we we went all guns blazing in on one when we've we managed to have enough money for Ryan Loft to buy Ryan Loft. Yeah, blown. and uh, buy Ryan Loft pays wages and then bring Uchin on it. Who will be on a decent wage as well when we could have maybe just spent the whole lot on one striker and gone in on one. And then that would have saved Wilson's legs, presumably, for 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 for, for further down the line. So the how strategy, many windows? you've got to question whether they've got the strategy right on that one. And yeah, how many they, how many windows have we been saying we've been screaming no, crying out for a centre forward? Yeah. It, the club's got a massive blind spot there, you know, and we've Well it's Clark, moved on from goalkeeper. Because yeah. that was a massive blind spot as well. And and we did the, you know, we, we, we analysed whatever it was, XG against or whatever, and said, you know, a better goalkeeper um, wins us more games. And, and for a bet it did. And and now we've got to probably analyse the same thing with at the other end of the pitch. Um, well, I was just going to bring some stats yeah. in from yesterday as well, because Shrewsbury had uh, 10 shots. We've got an expected goal save of 0.69. And then we had 22 shots and 1.23 for us on expected goals. But it took us 22 shots to get to 1.23. I mean, that's just... We've we've had the average of essentially a 5% chance of scoring every single shot, which is just crap. I think, I think that there, what you, that stat there, about sums up the malaise, the run we're in, doesn't it? We just don't look like scoring, and I, you know, we can we can go about the strikers. What sort of chances are we creating? But on that XG, you know, to have that many chances, we've we've got to be doing better. And and eventually, we because we're going to live and die, going to live or die by if he can get Uchi or Loft getting five or five to ten goals. And I don't see how they do that, personally speaking. And neither, neither, oh, sorry, Uch has scored that many in a season before, hasn't he? Loft has not. Loft's best effort's eight. So if you look at their career, and this is why we're not naive enough to say we should be going to have to call the Bishop or players like that, but... There has got to be strikes in the in the five to ten bracket who were available to us. You look at their strike, their their goal scoring record, both of them. It's it's a point. Uchi was without a club. You know, we've we've picked him up at the scrappy, haven't we? What does that tell you about where we're aiming and where did it go wrong? Andy, yeah. you look like you're about to tell me. No, I, I was going to say, you know, players without a club probably haven't got a club for a reason. You know, it's not like um, it's not like somebody's just completely missed him. Uh, you say Colby, <laughs> you, you mentioned Colby Bishop, right? And Portsmouth signed him from Accrington, I think. Where, where did Accrington yeah. pick him up? Um, because, you know, they're not a club with a great deal of money either, but they seem to be able to find your Colby Bishops, the, what was the other lad called who's at Bolton? Because um, they signed him from Accrington. Dion Charles. Yeah. 
And yeah. they're picking these players up and they go to Accrington, they play well and they get the big move. And I can't remember if Accrington got any fees or whether they went on a Bosman. But if Accrington... Got, they got a good fee for him, didn't they, I think? Yeah. Well, if if Accrington Stanley are finding those players, polishing them and, and selling them on, like we used to do under the Rodgers, why can't we do it? What What is... What, what is... Yeah, and it it's, it's surely isn't for the want of uh, a director of football or, or a recruitment team because we've got that. So, so what's what's stopping us from 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 doing that? That that is what we should be looking at. It, it, the 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 money aspect isn't uh, necessarily uh, an excuse. I mean, I, I imagine we pay roughly. You know, I reckon we've got a competitive League One wage budget, so we should be. If, if other League One teams can sign at a League One level centre-forward, we should be able to do so as well. Yeah, he was banging him in for Leamington before he got to before he got to Accrington, so that's where they picked him up, so National League North. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I was just going to say, you know, you've got Clark and Crosby. If Crosby goes at some point between, say, now and the end of the year, that will be two managers sacked in the, over the course of, what, nine months? And, you know, that, that's probably, it doesn't necessarily reflect badly upon them as it reflects badly upon the structure above them. You know, have we made the right choices? What 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 brought Clark down? What brought Crosby down? And considering the, the two different managers, you can tell there are differences between the way they played. They're not, it's not just a continu- continuation. You know, Cros- uh, Clark's probably a bit more of a high press Crosby's a bit more possession based, but it's still a common denominator as they've been bro- brought down by the same thing. You know, um, we, the club's got a massive blind spot with signing strikers. Uh, you know, two managers potentially sacked in nine months, and we're, we're talking about the same factors that have brought them down. Yeah. I would say that with Clark, it's, you know, obviously what we don't know what's going on in the background. I'd agree with you, but I think Clark's situation and the reason for him going was slightly different to what Crosby said. But your point's a good one. You know, we are selecting these managers and um, they're not doing it for us. So where eventually the book has to stop somewhere. Now, you're not going to change your director of football every time you change your manager, because that would be ludicrous, wouldn't it, really? it's But they've got to do better. And I suppose it all boils down to whether we, the fans, the club, think that we gave Crosby a fighting chance to do okay this season and I'm not convinced by him I'm not convinced that we play in the same way and we don't address these problems or we don't seem to have done but I'm not convinced he's the entire problem but I reckon we should probably get into the game <laughs> before we get started go on, go on, no shoot. no I just I was just going to say like he obviously isn't the only problem like but is he pushed hard enough for what he wanted could you That's... say that like you've got to, you've got to. Like Flickcroft has definitely got some questions to answer because there's no way. Well, probably was a collective decision that Crosby got the job by the look of it. If you were, if you are going to get, although up, upgraded your assistant to manager. Stop me if I've seen this this film before. <laughs> but like you know, this is not the first time it's happened. And having a, a man, a mate who's a Blackburn fan for you know, been a Blackburn fan for 30 odd years and seeing, seeing him go through the horror of Steve Keane being manager yes. was, 
you know, is a warning for everybody out there. But just, I, I see what they were trying to do with it. I do genuinely see what they were trying to do with it. They wanted continuity in terms of sort of like the staff and didn't want to change it all over and start afresh. But I do actually think it was time to start afresh. And the only problem I have with it really over the season is it, you don't want to change manager mid-season, really, do you? I just, I just no, think Bale missed the missed a moment in the summer uh, at the end of last season where they where they had time to go and go and pick somebody that really suited what they were doing, and they took the easy option, and that's a that's a frustrating thing for me. Yeah, as you say, it's a tale as old as time. The assistant manager to manager spectacularly failing. You know, you don't need to be um, Pep Guardiola to have seen that. But we did it, so we are. We'll start with football. Stu touched on the stats. And so we won't go over them again because there's no point. Um, what did you think of the team we selected, which was also interesting? We'll start with you, Andy. And I particularly wanted to talk to me about Uchi in the middle of a back three where we had all the centre halves available. What Do you mean Funzo? Funzo, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I've got Uchi on the brain. I'm not, so I'm yeah. not watching that game if Uchi plays <laughs> centre back. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah, I was surprised. I, I saw Uchi as um, a. <laughs> You see, you started me on it now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, at Lincoln, I can see why we used Funzo as a stopgap because um, we didn't have the players available. Um, we had a few more options to not play him there. But as, as the game panned out, you could at least see what they were trying to do because um, he was playing sweeper. They didn't necessarily... Um, I don't know if we anticipated that they would play sort of a very counter-attacking type of system where they wouldn't necessarily get a huge amount of bodies up and we needed someone to sweep up more than we needed three big centre-halves. But, yeah, I mean, it, it, didn't, it didn't necessarily backfire except that he got on a booking and he was walking a tightrope. Um, there's only really one or two issues where he may be got put under pressure by the ball over the top and when he got turned around and you know if it bounces and that and, and there's a centre forward bearing down on him then it, he's going to maybe struggle with the, the physical side of things and yeah their striker did uh, pin him a little bit for the second goal and, and that is where you're not going to get um, sort of you know you, you're not going to get sort of an old fashioned centre half's performance out of Funzo or, or you know he's not going to do the, the centre half things when when he's in a situation where you need someone to do the centre half things, Stu, what did you make of uh, Funzo playing there? Uh, I didn't really understand it, if I'm honest. I mean, normally when I look at the team sheet at twenty to seven in the morning, I'm like just waking up. Uh, I was I was that woke woke me up. Uh, yeah, I there's no, there wasn't any need for it, is there? I mean, you could have. Like worked it out with Jesse Deborah and and um, Jason Lowe, one of them playing, and then the other one playing sixty minutes or so. And if you needed to, then you could have dropped Fonzo back into centre back if Jakoviti needed couldn't couldn't make it through ninety. So I don't really see what the why we did that. The biggest the biggest issue for me on the on the team yesterday. Why did Sang play left wing back and Massey play right wing back? Like. 
Massey was ineffective anyway. He may as well have just been ineffective at left wing back, and then we actually had an effective right wing back. We didn't have to cut back in on his right foot the whole time. Like that's the that was the bizarre one for me. Like especially when we had Plant on the bench as well. Like like admittedly, Plant is not a left wing back. I'd prefer to see him as as one of the sort of like two behind the striker. But the he he still more favourable than some of the things that we did yesterday at Wimback. I can only assume as well, Funzo playing in the back three is a way of shoehorning both him and our blaster, Divine, Garrity and Chislet in the same team. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. Yeah, I think I, I did think that myself. It's a way of getting them in, but I'm not sure it's the right thing to do. But So that's a team. So, okay, we won't Give Crosby a rating till the end. We'll start with you, Andy. You could go for Connor Ripley in goal. You got to do Johnny's mark in here. <laughs> I've uh, I can't do marks. Um, okay. All right, no. let's just talk it. Let's just talk him through rather than yeah. Okay. You come to I a consensus always, at the end. It's only because who's, who's keeping the it. spreadsheet anyway. So um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I've seen him get a bit of stick for the goal, first goal, and I think really it's just because he's he's on the move across his goal, and from from my angle I could see. He throws a leg out and he he just goes over the top of the ball. He he gets a foot to it, but he just sort of rolls over the top. And because the lad's headed it down into his feet, it's just gone under him. Um, no, it's just yeah. You'll you'll probably be disappointed he didn't save both of them. But you know the they, they were awkward shots. They were awkward. Um, well, a header and a shot. He didn't necessarily do anything massively wrong. He just just had one of those days where he he just didn't work for him. Um he's not the reason we lost. Um I would have given him a steady six probably if um if I was doing ratings, Johnny will be screaming when he hears this. He probably would have given him something else, but there we go. He's just just one of those days really. I was yeah, just gonna tell him six as well. Yeah, I'd have to give him six as well because I think when someone's he wasn't the first goal, maybe he's he's got a bit to take for it. But the vast majority is on that lack of it. It's Sunday league defending to get sucked in and get the ball down over the top of the back post, isn't it? You know, that was... Lakovici is is good for giving the opposition a chance every game. He's got a, he's and got a mistake. Not the first time that's happened. Nope. As I, as I said to said to you last night, he did that against Cambridge and we and we drew off the back of that. He got sucked under a ball there. And it's... Uh, I don't know. It's a worrying thing for your wide centre-back. Yeah, should we, should we save him for when we get to him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's, 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 yeah, let's, yeah. Not let's the go to people, Alex but... Jacobitti. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stu, you take Jacobitti. <laughs> yeah. I, look, to be fair, like, Jacobitti did all right for me most of the game. Like, we weren't in trouble for the majority of the game. If you think about it, they just, as we said, as I said earlier, they were just better in both penalty areas than us. And it only takes a second, doesn't it? Like, to, to, to have those chances and you finished off. Like, just yeah, I just he looked fine when he come back. He just like you said there, he's always got an error in him. He always seems to sort of like give him a chance, and it's whether they can take it or, or not. And they didn't yesterday. So uh, yeah, that was my thought on Yakovetti. The Yak Andy? Yeah, I, he won a great deal of his at his first start. He seems to completely dominate um, the lad he was going up with most of the time. Um, 
he, I couldn't tell if he was running a bit gingerly though, whether it's just because he, he, you know, I've not seen him in a while. He, I think he just runs like that anyway. But yeah, it, we got a good, what, 60, 70 minutes out of him. Um, happy to see him back. Just hope he uh, gets his match fitness up. And uh, I don't know if um, you'll play twice in a week now um, with him being sort of managed back into the team, whether we might throw low in and on Tuesday as well. Maybe we'd sort of shared out the workload there, but yeah, no, he was okay. Yeah. Uh, for me, Jakovic was decent apart from, apart from that, that big mistake for the goal. And I think he should have done a lot better for it. But there we go. So, Andy, we've talked about Funzo playing. Now talk about the, his actual game. How do you think he played in the middle of the back three? Um, for for most of the time, for for the stuff where he just needed to tidy up, he, he's he's very good. He he can read the game well. He can he can drop in and do that. Uh, it's just you don't want him playing against an old fashioned target man, do you? You don't want him getting pressured, trying to sort of win headers, or you know, if if they try and turn him round and, and there's a ball in behind that that bounces, then all of a sudden he's un, he's under pressure and he's got to do something with it. Uh, you look at the second goal and. He's he's left as a last man back against somebody who's who's holding the ball up against him and laying off a, a quite a simple ball on 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 for a, for the runner for the the lad who eventually scores. He's yeah, I, mean, I, I can see, I can see what you, you're trying to do, but you've probably got to set up everyone else around him, and then you've got to be careful about you know the situations that he gets sucked into. I. You know, he hasn't played badly yesterday. It's just you know, you'll you'll get targeted for the sort of player he is, and 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 that's just just how it was. And and when and when they try and hit you on the counter attack, there'll there'll be, there'll be situations where they get mismatches, they get overloads, and um, you'll you'll be targeted for it. That definitely happens to you. I thought he was all right, really. Uh, he looked. It's it's not a he's not a centre back, is he? So it's it's more a sweeper really that he, he ends up sort of sort of playing. It's a very sort of like deep holding midfielder. I don't really think he's playing as a true centre half really in, in the grand scheme of things. Um he played quite a fun so game really, in terms of he's pretty steady, doesn't doesn't give it away very often. But like, do you think, for instance, like Smith seems to be covering for him a little bit at the back and seems to be trying to do two centre backs jobs when he when he plays there? And I'm not dismissing. I'm, I guess we'll get onto him in a second. Not dismissing the fact that Smith, especially, had a poor poor moment for the second goal. But yeah, I just can't get the pass past the point that Smith should be the middle of the centre backs, and that's his best position. And when we try and play him. On the right side of or the left side of of defense, and we're asking him to like something do something can... going forward. That so wouldn't we have better been playing better like Funto at sort of like right one of the wide centre backs instead of playing sort of like the hold the the one in the middle. I just that's yeah because then he can get forward a little bit more yeah. and then he can yeah he actually like you're asking you're asking Smith and Yakoviti to do something. 
with the ball when they've got it, like make a nice pass, get it down to get it to get it to your wing backs, get it to your midfielders. Whereas Funter would be perfect for that. And just whereas, yeah, I don't know. I just felt like it's not quite the right position for him, obviously. And it no. it didn't really show, but it's it feels like the rest of them kind of know that it's not his right position and therefore seem to be doing stuff to 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 help out of it. Did you see about- um I was going to say, did you, did you see or listen to Crosby's interview where he said that whenever the play was on one side of the pitch, they were asking the other centre-half on the opposite side to tuck in? Uh, I think that was just sort of the tactic against their um, their big centre-forward. Should be the it tactic anyway, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, was ba- basically, it was basically the case of, once we weren't playing three proper centre-halves, were we? Uh, like a Richard Smith were marking the ones they were sweeping up perhaps sweep sweeping around it weren't they? So he wasn't really playing as like a big powerful when your headers and like I say um smash smash the center forward. He was he was sweeping up and I thought it was okay, you know. It's ironic that the two mistakes for both goals came from the lads either side of him. So there we go. So we'll carry on. So so Stu, you get the captain, Nathan Smith. Yeah, I mean the problem is that they didn't do a lot, did they? Like, you have a look at there. They they had 10 shots for 0.7, which they barely created a, a goal's worth. Of, you know, if you're rounding up, they've created a goal's worth of chances during the game, but it's tight. So their two chances are soft and we're, we're in great scoring chances. You know, he's still got a lot to do. The, their, their striker, when he scores, scores their second goal, but... Smith did give him a lot of lot of room to actually put it away wow. and get his shot shot off, and it just he has these moments again, doesn't he? Where he's like, and you can tell when you listen to Johnny talk about him. Johnny, Johnny, come on here tonight and call him all sorts, and then but like most of the time, Johnny is like, well, Mister Steady's had another seven seven out of ten, another eight out of ten game, Steady Eddie. But he just has these moments where he just like for whatever reason he just the 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 armor the armor falls off him for a second and he and he shows shows some weakness and that's ultimately I think what what happened yesterday because yeah it was uh, it was very weird from him but it was very similar to sort of like Cass Cass uh, losing his uh, giving it away for against Lincoln the other week and he got roundly derided. Yeah, Cast does that. Yeah, Cast does that. You're getting a bit of the reaction is tenfold to what Smith. Yeah, exactly. Which is, you know, a shame on Cass. I mean, we shouldn't keep putting Cass in there, but the like because he's prone to this. But the, the, yeah, I just, I just disappointed in him really. And but like deep down, I know he'll be disappointed in himself, won't he, uh, Smith? Because he knows that he's. Not cost us a point because I'm I'm almost certain that we would have like we wouldn't have got got a second goal. It, 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 we weren't looking we weren't looking like we were going to score anyway at that point. It was the fact that we went two 0 down that everybody crapped themselves and decided we better start start looking like it. And then we had about forty six corners in the in the second half, and then but like the yeah, I just it seemed to galvanise us a little bit, but then we. Then we huffed and puffed. Uh, just Smith was just, just 
off it for a second, I'd say probably a five out of ten because because he because he let us down for a goal. Andy, anything to add? Yeah, it just wasn't his best day, um, but by some way, um, partly because he had he had a lot of the ball when we were in possession. You know, he he he'd be he'd be looking for a pass, and there just wasn't anything on really. Um, Massey wasn't really offering much for him down the line. He just stood there. Um, there was a moment where they did a bit of a Malbenning sort of pissing about and, and giving away a throw-in um, unnecessarily just by being untidy. Uh, for, for me, though, I mean, there's, there's two things with, with the goal. First of all, there's he's got a chance to just sort of nod it back in to, to a Vale player and keep keep the move going, keep the pressure on. And, and he miscues it badly and, and they clear the ball up to the pitch to score from it. And and then he's just sort of backing off, backing off, backing off. Um and and then, you know, he pops up in the opposition penalty area two or three times. And it just felt like he was getting in the way rather than adding anything of, of any note. Um there, there were times when he, he yeah, he was treading on someone's toes when he when he just needed to just let somebody else have have a pop at goal. And it, it just felt like a, a, a bit of an awkward afternoon for him all around. Particularly when you know he's he's got he's he's got a lot of the ball and he and he's sort of he's, he's left for him to, to do something with it and that's not really him, is it? Yeah, I think with you with the nail bang on the head there, <clears throat> Smithy always looks worse when he has a lot of the ball. He is his better games tend to be when it's a backs the wall job, throwing your body in line, you know, winning it, winning headers, getting in for big tackles. When we've got a lot of the ball. Teams are, if you're playing against Nathan Smith or Vale, you're happy to see him have the ball, aren't you? You're happy to let him, you know, run forward with it because that's not his game. And I like Stu, I'd much rather be in the centre. He's not a playmaker. No, exactly, yeah. He's not a playmaker. Connor Ripper looked a bit like a playmaker yesterday as well. Yeah, we tried that. Our centre-back and our goalkeeper should not be looking to play the through ball, which makes me me think that we're not getting up the field quick enough. Yeah, I think you do Ponderous. So, Andy, you will start the wing backs with you. Uh, you can have Sang. All right. Um, yeah, Sang was probably as good as any Vale player on the pitch today, and he, he showed a lot of endeavour. It didn't quite come off for him. He was playing on the wrong side, so he, he couldn't really go outside and, and use his left foot. He, he was trying to get it on his right all the time, which I don't blame him. You know, you're playing on the wrong side. He's probably if if he tries to cross it with his left foot, he's probably shanking it out for a goal kick. So um, it's just it was just felt awkward for him. He was looking for someone to overlap him all the time. He's holding, holding, hoping for someone like our blaster to just come round the back, and it just sort of took the wind out of his sails. But generally, he's 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 in decent bit of form at the moment, and he's he's. Um, he played well. He, he gets up and down the pitch. He he works hard, and you know nothing really came off for, for anyone yesterday. But he seemed to show um, probably the most in terms of um, just just trying to do the right thing. Really, yeah, he didn't phone it in, Stu. I'm probably with Andy there. He said one of the best players. I thought he probably was the best player on the pitch. But he would have been my man of the match, but yeah, good. yeah, yeah. Which was a shame because he's playing, on, like I said he's earlier, playing on the wrong side, having to cut in to 
put a cross in all the time, and or, or to put a decent cross in, and yeah, he, he he just had a steady afternoon, like defensively, and he got forward and joined the attacks, and that's more pretty much what you can ask for. I mean, he's he's worked his way into that position because. I mean, he did not look like a right. He did not look like a right wing back early doors, and uh, and he's he slowly changed my mind on that one because I think he is actually a pretty decent player down that side for us. And uh, just a bit disappointed that I didn't see him yesterday because he he does deliver quality ball, and we just basically sacrificed that to play him left wing back yesterday. Yeah, I'd I'd agree with all that. I think that. He's got a good desire. He's up and down. Like I say, he doesn't he doesn't doesn't phone it in. In a shower of mediocrity, he was just a little bit better him in, him in the next play. Now I'm doing these in the order that's on my screen. So you next you, Ben Garrity. And to me, he was the one player who actually looked like he could score or one goal yeah. scoring threat Garrity. Isn't isn't that sad that we're down yeah. to down to that, really? Like I've always liked Ben Garrity as a He's not technically the best player at the club. He's the fit. He's probably the fittest player at the club, and he's got the most endeavour out of all the players that we've got at the club. But he just, yeah, I thought he thought he had a decent game yesterday. He had that header in the first half, didn't he? That got put a save point blank, and yeah. we should have. Um, we, but he's not getting any support. It, it, like. Because we're moving so slowly up the pitch and we're so patient, his late runs into the box aren't what they what they need to be. So, like they've a late run into the box is like when you've got two or three attacking against four maybe, and then your your fourth player comes running into the box at the last minute and 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 hits it first time from the edge of the area and, and or oh, twelve yards out and and puts it in the corner, which he did that a lot in the League Two season. Yeah, and as I said, he reminded me of Ian Taylor at that point because Ian Taylor yeah. was that kind of player. But like, we don't give him those opportunities, so he's he's sneaking out. And like, if you, you he's not a creative force in the terms of he's gonna like play. He's not gonna get you fifteen assists a season. So you then you're looking at what does he bring? And if we're not gonna we're not going to play to his strengths and and play play a faster faster more higher tempo attack then he's he's almost wasted in some aspects in this team i did think he did have a decent game yesterday but i just don't think we're playing to his strengths yeah what you talk about is a classic third man run isn't it you know the late the late into and you can't do that run if by the time you make your run they've already got 11 players behind the ball it's not it's not it's not going to happen you know he's I think he could still make the same runs, but the way we play doesn't help him. You look at his goals, he's getting a lot of offset pieces and stuff like that now, aren't they? Yeah. You know, yesterday's header, the one he scored, the one off the corner. And I thought Ben was good yesterday, mainly because he's the only player I thought would score for us yesterday, right from the start. What do you make of that, Andy? Yeah, that's fair enough. I thought he was um, up there with, with Sang, really. Um, he probably had I mean, he didn't particularly have um, dangerous chances, but, you know, he, he did get a couple of sort of looping headers towards goal in the first half. Um, you mentioned about third-man runs, and any sort of player trying to run beyond the ball just isn't going to happen the way yeah. in, in this in this side. And, um, you know, we talk about enjoying the amount of possession, we enjoy the amount of control. 
of the football we enjoy, that's probably counterproductive, isn't it? You know, we probably want a bit less so we can at least we can try and break on teams when when they haven't got all ten outfield players back behind the ball, and, and we can't do that. So sometimes, you know, you've you've got to you you've got to tempt a team out so you can sucker punch them, and, and there's no danger of us doing something like that. But that's a general point. Um, about yeah. Ben, it's a good yeah. point, though. It's a good yeah. point. It's, it's just, point, just yeah, something it's that, that I didn't make earlier in the part when I probably should have when it was relevant. Um, <laughs> ben, I don't, I don't think timing's this podcast strong point, so I think you're all right there. <laughs> <laughs> we do the best, we're, we're an experimental lineup here, <laughs> yeah. Um, what was I saying, Ben? Um, yeah, so. Same old Ben. Um, if, if we didn't have him, then we'd be absolutely um, screwed, wouldn't we? I'm just looking at players who've scored for us in the last couple of months who aren't Ben Garrity. And you've got um, Divine against Cheltenham. You've got Arblaster against Burton. And then, then you're going back to the start of September, uh, Oxford. Christ. when. So Willow. yeah, Ben Garrity's scored was it one, two, three... Hold on. Four, five of the last seven goals. And that, that takes us back to Northampton, I think. If I'm I'm, I'm trying to do this on the on the on the go, so um, I might I don't know why we're not cast. more upbeat, lads. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> this this has been in the club's pocket. <laughs> The club's yeah. This this never happened on the Bezers watch system, did he? What did you say? The club's um, paying. Eh? <laughs> yeah, the club's paid off. You should have heard what we were going to say. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, he, he he was probably the best centre forward we had on the pitch when you know when he got pushed up late on. He's probably the best centre forward we've got. So that, that, that problem, says a lot. Yeah, when, when 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 he went into a front two. Uh, very good goal. Um, very similar to Wilson at Charlton. He just sort of makes that run in front and just little eyebrows, as Big Ron would call it, and just does the keeper. So, um, fair play to him. We'd be absolutely screwed without him. Yeah, sticking sticking with you, Andy. We move on to the blast bit. Now, if you think yeah. we're struggling now, um, the Sheffield manager, United manager, was talking about Ollie and whether they would call him in January. We'll be in real trouble then. But you take Ollie. It wasn't his best game yesterday for me, but one. No, no. I mean, he was trying, though. He was, he was trying to move the ball crisply, um, mainly sideways, not necessarily forwards. But, yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to criticise the lad because I think he was plugging away, trying to do all the right things. It just isn't clicking. And I don't know how much that's down to him or just the fact that he's got nothing to, to work with in terms of passing lanes, gaps, little runs in behind. And, you know, that that's, when there's nothing on for a midfielder, he, he can easily look poor. You know, when, 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 when there's space for him to either drive into or, or play a pass into it, there's a channel and there's something for him to, to go for. And there was none of that. So, your creative players have basically got to thread the eye of a needle or, you know, play a, play a wall pass against you one-two with your centre-forward. And they weren't going to do that with Uchi or Loft. So you, you have some sort of sympathy with him. Um, 
it, it do him good to stay all season because it'll be a learning curve for him. But I mean, this is the thing, you know, we we've got some we've we've brought in some great players and they could be gone as soon as as they've come. And you know, it, it could it feels like it could all unravel very quickly. If our blaster goes, if one or two go here and there, um very quickly we'll look like a poor side. Stu, Ollie, both take both we're waste, points. We're wasting him. That's my opinion. We're wasting what, these what, months what that we've got with him. I feel like because it knocking on again, the patient build-up that we're going for, we've got him, Divine, we've got some real creativity, some real flair there, and we're asking him to sort of play against what, play against in a different sort of style than we've, than they're, than they're accustomed to, and they they want to they want to be darting with it and, and making runs and looking for plays behind, and we're not we're not we're not that type of team, and so it's really it's really difficult. Like I said, I said on the group the other way that I'd prefer um, um, Cal- Thomas to be playing up front at the moment, just because I think that would suit everybody else behind him. I think that yeah. would actually he'd be looking in for runs behind and like I'm not saying he's a good player I'm not saying he's the best striker at the club although he's right right in there for best striker just due to the general incompetence of the rest of them but he he just like I think our blaster would play better with players like of that of that ilk because they want to he wants to get in behind and that's the ball that our blaster and divine that we'll get onto in a second one and play those balls. And I think just the way that we play, it feels like we're we're not getting the best out of our blaster and, and divine because of that. I think it's fair to say that neither Ollie or Divine will have ever, and hopefully that hopefully with both of them, play for centre forward like Uchi, because how is a creative midfielder? When he, when he doesn't know what he's going to do, you're not going to slide the ball down the side. I agree with you on Thomas, and I don't think he's the answer, but I think he might be the best for a bad lot. We'll, we'll move on. So, Stu, you get the pleasure of one Gavin Massey, who had an interesting game. It's just frustrating watching him because I actually don't think he's that bad a player. Like, But we shouldn't have kept him because he doesn't actually fit any of the positions that we play. Um, I... I, I I'd say it again. He should have played left wing back today. Uh, yesterday, he was he was no benefit to us at right wing back, uh, and he could have and he could have easily done a decent job, done the same job at left wing back, and enhanced uh, Sang's performance by letting him play right wing back. So I think that was a poor choice for the manager for me. Uh, Massey, he gets into some good positions down that side, but he, his final ball is wasteful. It's just constantly. I already know that it's not going to find somebody when, when he gets into that position. And that's just sad. It's just sad. <laughs> like, just, yeah, it's, it's just really frustrating to, to, to watch it. Like, and I genuinely do think, like, I, I think he can play that position at right wing back, potentially, but he needs to run a five, ten games there. We, we switch the team around all the time, and so like, let's let's stop thinking he's a striker. Let's stop thinking he's one of these two that play play behind. And if you, if you're really serious about keeping Gavin Massey at the club, play him at right wing back. 
or, or play him at left wing back or do just pick a position for him and let him stick to it because he's not a bad player, but he's just he, he doesn't get any run at it, does he? And so I think yesterday we saw that that we 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 had him down that side, but man, he's frustrating just because you know he's you know he's done it for another club. And I've heard Yatesy say, and you probably won't get this on the international uh, because, but when you've got Yatesy commentating on the game, sometimes he'll say it's a lot easier to play. Um, it's a lot easier to play wing back for uh, for Wigan in a promotion team than it is to play wing back for Port Vale in a in a struggling team. I, d- I disagree. I think you can bring the same attributes to that 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 performance as you can. Anywhere else, I just think, he, like I said, I don't think he ever gets a full run of a run of it, and we we've, we've messed him around a lot in terms of where he plays in the team, and I just find it, I think that's probably the reason why we don't get a consistent approach from him. Andy Bethy's on a plane from Benny Dorm now to <laughs> to have you say, well, Gav Massey. Um, I think a lot of what I want to say about Gav Massey is not necessarily a criticism of him, but how we use him in, in the system. Uh, he just seemed to be stood on... Like, when Smith had the ball on the right, he was just stood on the touchline. Not really... He wasn't really stacking it down the line. He was just sort of facing his own goal, not really adding anything, not really stretching. The, and he's he's got to make some dummy runs. He's got to try and sort of move, he's got to try and manoeuvre the other players around at least so, you know, it gives other players a chance to make a run in the inside channel or something, it's like right, I mean you you look at Man City, and I know we're not we're not Man City, and we, we are we'd not have to, we, we'd have to spend a hell of a lot of money to <laughs> to get anywhere near that but you know, when when you look at teams who dominate possession, how they open a team up, you you've got to stretch them laterally. You've got you've got to use the width of the pitch, and you've you, your winger on the other side has has got to make runs that stretch a team and and create a channel for for a, a midfielder to make the run in the inside channel. And it felt like Massey wasn't really being employed to to do that. He was just sort of on his heels a lot. There was only really one moment where I thought he did something really good, where he got down the wing once quite early on in the game and he crossed it towards, I think, Sang at the far post who tried to head it back across goal and he got blocked and we won a corner. Apart from that, it just felt as though we're not using him in the way that we need to use a player because if we're wondering how, how we open teams up, we've got to use the full width of the pitch and we've got to use a player like Massey to 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 stretch a team sideways. Not only that though, but we've got to move it across the field quickly as well. Yeah, like, we've got to get it a zip, bit zippier. Just, and, yeah. and I don't think we did that until we went 2-0 down. I think for the 10-15 minutes after that, we were actually moving the ball with the urgency that we needed to to have. And, and up until that point, it had been like that but slower but that is one of the major factors in this team the lack of urgency across it and it's a lack of urgency when we've actually when we're nil nil and we seem we don't seem to get it until we've got a till we put in our position where it's you know 
99% of Vale fans at the moment feel like we're in an impossible situation to get a point out of a game at this point, which was 2-0 down yesterday, because we're not we're not coming back, are we? So it's, it's and also, frustrating. I, think a, I, don't think that, I don't think that's the wrong opinion. That's how I feel. When we go a goal behind, I think, fucking hell, we're not, we've had it here. You know, and that's not a good situation to be in, is it? No. Yeah. But I don't know how... Like, it's just a full-on mentality that's changed more than anything else for me. Like, it's... That's a... We don't need 72% of the ball to win a game of football. So, that that just shows to me... I mean, I had a look at the stats. I can't believe the stats are right. If they, if they, if they really, truly are, and we really have 478 passes yesterday against 119 for them, then, like... I'm sorry, but we passed it too much. There's a lot of sideways. Stat padding. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of sideways. There's a lot of sideways, backwards, forwards. And they were happy to let us have it again. And I think this is a problem we're going to have. Once teams realise we've got no threat, you, you negate Garrity by what we've said because you take away his late, his late, his late runs. So teams will sit back and let us... The, the weakest side in the league will play play that way against us, won't they? It's it's obvious. Yeah, they've had a game more, plan. Yeah. They've had a game plan to counter-attack against us, so they're going to let us have as much yeah. possession as they want, and then when the right moment comes, bang, quick free kick, they big crossfield ball, and we're on the back foot. Second goal, you know, they get the ball up to their centre-forward, he lays it off, and, you know, they they attack. When, when they pick their moments to counter-attack on us, they did that with real purpose. They had more purpose in... in around our penalty area than we did around theirs and they just um picked the right moments and and they picked us off so um you can't counter attack if you've got the majority of the ball which you know, explains probably their approach to to us and they they were quite happy to let us have the ball knowing that it would take probably something um special from us to, to hurt them. I think we I've heard on this podcast earlier in the year that we were worried that we'd sort of like mid end of September that we were easy to work out. And we are easy to work out. So like, maybe maybe Burton works us out. I don't know. Yeah Burton did definitely well, the work first, us out, we're, 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 and then it's been like a blueprint from there, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah I think somebody said that. Bert, Burton showed how to beat Vale, didn't they? And Everyone else is caught on the better sides won't play. The better sides will be will have footballs, won't they? Because they've got better forwards, they've got better, better midfielders. But if you're a side in and around Vale, that's how you'll play. What this has got to do with Ethan Chisel is anyone's guess. No, no, so I was, I'm, I'm, no but if, like, if you get one yeah, goal up, if we go one goal up, then we've got a chance. But yeah, the problem was the other week when we went one goal up against Lincoln was that we sat back on that when we should have gone for a second goal and at least made it a 50 50 game or it like a 60-40 game in terms of them attacking versus us attacking, but it was like 80-20. Like, we were, we we didn't look anything like we wanted to go and win that game. And then, so, as I said on, I've said on the, on the thing, on the, on the WhatsApp group, our entire motive at this, to, uh, this at this part, uh, all the way through the season has been to be, to win one games 1-0. And, that's fine, 
but you can't be as shit at the back as we are sometimes. When when you do, you've got to be solid, especially when you've got three centre backs there, and like we just haven't been solid enough to to sit on a one goal lead. And I think like the chickens are coming home to roost a bit on that one now because we've we've been doing it all season. Like you can see when we've scored goals, we've only scored a second goal because we've had to score a second goal. Don't think we've scored three in a in a league game. Oh no, Charlton, didn't we? Scored yeah, three no. at Charlton, but we had to score three at Charlton. So we're not we don't what we don't look like we want to score three goals. Yeah, and one of That's the reasons the we scored three goals against Charlton is because Charlton at two two, they they sensed they could win they the could game, win. so they committed yeah. men forward. And when when you're playing against the teams who are, are going to sit in and, and not commit men forward, you, you, we're going to struggle. Um, again, if a team thinks, if it, if Derby come to Vale on Tuesday and think um, the, these are crap, let's um, let's have a go at them, we could maybe get a bit of joy because they overcommit and, and we've got something we can play through them a bit more because you haven't got ten men behind the ball. So that you know the clutching at straws, but that that might actually work in a favour, but. Um, yeah, I mean, you look at you look at when when we do score goals, it's like um, you know Josh Thomas um, chasing down their centre back when he lets the ball bounce, and um, in the end up he, he wins the ball back. Funzo scores a tapping, and you know that's probably we we don't score many goals or we don't get many occasions where there's that few people in the opposition half. But where's yeah. that gone as well? For- yeah. Counter-attack. Yeah, where's that gone from early in the season where, like, we're we're away from home against a good, like, you know, a well-respected side and we're 80-odd minutes and we've decided that, actually, actually, this is a moment where we can win the game. This is a moment where we can push forward. We'll we'll push 3-4 forward at this stage. We'll see if we can do something. You know, I know it was a bit fortunate and well well worked from Josh to actually get, get that ball. But like, I don't see us doing that at the moment. Like, I, we if we're if point. we're one all with five minutes to go, we're no way are we committing four men forward. We're taking the point, and yeah, we, yeah that's yeah, my. We issue. signed Josh Thomas. We signed Josh Thomas for that reason, didn't, didn't we? For that type of thing. If he's yep. on the bench, twenty minutes to go to stretch the game. He, for whatever reason, before his injury, was disappeared. No, I don't. I have no idea why. There's times when I thought, okay, let's stretch this game. Let's get him on. It's tiring. He's not started. But he's gone, hasn't he? And now he's injured, so we're without him. We better move on. So I think it's you, Andy. You get Chislet. The Chizzy Rascal. Yeah. Um, how, how can I be kind about this? Um he, he didn't he didn't have a great game at all, did he? Um I think the only real moment where I felt like he, he threatened to do something was was the one where we had a bit of a shout for a penalty where he went over the keeper, the keeper got something on the ball uh, but that was I think that was the only time we actually worked something in a in a channel for him where he was able to run in sort of towards goal and other than that he was just caught up in the general blob of um, of sideways and backwards yeah. passing really yeah I think that's fine can't, can't say much more about that yeah we just <laughs> we don't use him in the way that we should do really um Frustrating. He may as well have been sat in Johnny's pub uh, on Johnny's John's bar. Square. Uh, Johnny. <laughs> Having a beer. You just get the text message too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, 
Uh, yeah, but because we should uh, we should be getting them on the ball and we should be looking forward. But we, it's also crowded in there as well, isn't it? With our blaster, you got our blaster, Garrity, Chisler, and Divine all trying to do something and trying to change the game, and it feels in crowded the in there. Yeah, in the same place, uh, and I just like. How many of them are holding midfielders, really, truly, like, or, or or number six? We're talking sixes and eights, aren't we? How many of them yeah. are truly number six? Because I can see at least three of them being eights, like, or probably four of them, actually. All four of them are eights. Our blast is the only one that maybe sits as a six. So we've got to, to put Funtso back at centre-back today, we had to sacrifice a six that we could have played at number six in order to play an eight at number six instead. Like, I know we're talking, you know, stupid football, stupid football numbers and everything like that nowadays. But that, that's essentially what happened. We tried to force another eight on the field yesterday to when we've already got four, three of them. And it's it just like it looks crowded out. It looks like the the run to the litter on that one, if that makes sense. Like, because you've got Divine in our blaster, who to be fair to Chisley, Chisley are all gonna are both gonna go on and have better careers than than Chisley has or will do. And you want them on the ball. You want those two on the ball to create and and, and delight. And but everybody needs time on the ball. And it's just it's, that's just like come out of my mind then that I've just realized that we've just got too many of the same play or almost of the same type of player on the ball on the field at the same time all wanting it and all wanting to do something and that's probably when you think about it probably the, the crux of the matter isn't it yeah, yeah I understand I the probably... concept of, of numbering you know like your sixes and your eights and your tens and probably chiselets more of a ten than an eight I don't know yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah. Dean Glover wore six. Uh, Ray Walker wore four. So yeah. that just I think the your four. Bullshit. What used to be a four is it now four, a six? Now I think now a six. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> you two centre midfielders in a four-four-two formation, as far as I was aware, it always used to be a four and an eight because your centre back would be the five and the six. Yeah, and your, your wingers are seven and eleven, which is the old-fashioned in outside right, outside left. So. Yeah, Bez will be, be loving this. For, but Bez will be loving a good four-four-two talk. You know, yeah, 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 like, yeah no. Ray Walker four, Vandalan eight. But I, what you say, Stu, is and it's you probably hit the nail right on the head. There, we've got a lot of players trying to occupy the same space, and Chislet is, as you say, the least effective of those players, probably. So therefore, you you push Funzo into his proper position. And move somebody up, move somebody up the line. They've definitely tried to shoehorn these creative players in to, to try and create something, but they've got there's no focus, they've got nothing to aim for. There's nobody making a run down the side, there's nobody darting in behind to give them the passing option, is there? And I feel no. sorry for a chisel, to be honest. Yeah, no. Uh I'm definitely just on the, on my earlier point though, I'm definitely looking forward to getting into Johnny's bar on the 16th of December <laughs> and having a pint in there. Unfortunately, it sounds like I'll have to have one with Bez and Johnny, but the uh, and you two, but the uh, yeah. the me, <laughs> but the yeah, they'll have, have the dominoes out. They'll um, yeah. they'll, they'll have the burner on. Play play eight and four. How are you going to get to him, um, Johnny's boss? Do you have any ideas? Maybe a taxi. 
Maybe I could. Andy Vickens. No, not uh, that's the one, isn't it? Andy Vickens' taxis. Yeah, I might give Andy's taxis a call, to be honest, because I definitely need a, I need a lift back on the Saturday night. So me and you will have sort something out. We can we can do a double run through Biddulph, can't we, actually? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, you might do an airport run when you come back might, from uh, might see if, Vancouver. Uh, I might see if Matt Quinn can come and pick us up from... Uh, <laughs> Drive us off. No, but Andy's taxi is always the best, aren't they? So we, you should give them a call. We've got a telephone number for him. Or I have Google him. Google him. He's, he's on, he's on the internet somewhere. <laughs> Just Google Andy taxis and yeah, you should be able to find him. We've got one more to do, have we? Yeah, yeah. If, <laughs> if you can't go for a run, hit Andy Rickman up with AV timings. You know, Bez is just on the off bar. So well done, Bez. Don't think Andy Rickman did the timings for that, but he's bound. No, to he was complaining to... about the lack of accuracy on the timings, which you only get from AV timings. So just <laughs> make sure you use AV timings if you're putting on some kind of marathon race in the future, because we have got a lot of people that are putting on races that listen to this podcast. Yeah, I was yeah, just going to also... add as well, I assume Johnny's Bar's open for Tuesday night against Derby. If it isn't and, and you get there and it's shot, uh, don't blame me. Yeah, I think he <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah, it will be. Won't he? I'm sure they'll have the log burner on as well because it'll be bloody freezing. Yeah. And a pint of a up duck, I'll definitely be traveling a pint of a up duck in Bessie's honour. Well, <laughs> yeah, he has a, a Jaipur on as well. Is he still, does he still have Jaipur on tap in there? That was always pretty good to have when you were when you're in there. And he keeps Thatcher's gold on there. You're never gonna argue with that, are you? I think we've ticked off the sponsorship. We might have lost the odds. Yeah, we, we did have... that, nailed it. <laughs> Just been a message, lad, so nailed it in one bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've revolutionized anybody else wants to sponsor this pod, we won't be on again probably as <laughs> a three <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> So moving swiftly on, I think it's probably... Is it you, Andy, for Alfie? Yeah, it's... might as well. Um, I've got nothing really to say about Alfie other than copy-paste Arblaster. I, I, I don't really think you can differentiate between the two. Um, let's, let's keep it nice and short, right? Leave it at that. Stu, Alfie? He's a bit more like a one-toucher. He, he's, looking for that, he's looking for that Hollywood pass every single time, isn't he? And... Uh, He's not playing the right team for that. So it just that that's what it looked like. He was he was playing for he was playing for a championship side yesterday and uh, and he's playing with the League One League One team really, wasn't he? I sometimes wonder that um when he gets on his WhatsApp group, what he's texting his fellow when he's in class, I'm playing I've got Uchi in front of me, lads. You've never played anything, anything quite like How did you get on last night? You scored, did you? I've got Uch with me. <laughs> bring him up and give him, give him some tips yeah yeah and okay well bring, speaking of the main man Amos is Amos's favorite um whether Amos is out to, out for tea with Uchi and um Crosby is anyone's guess so Stu take it away um look he is what he is isn't he like we're not nobody's like in terms of him that was not the worst performance I've ever seen Nooch put in yesterday. Like, especially in the first half, he was quite lively in the box. I think he was unfortunate not to that the foul got given away when he when he did put the ball in the back of the net. I think it did it looked soft. Um, nice that he was there at the right time and everything to to make sure he, he put the ball in the back of the net. But like and it feels like I'm just gonna say the same thing I've said for the last six players. It's just it's not 
he's not the guy that you have up front with the others. He's it, they're creating him behind him, like he wants havoc, and they're looking for they're looking for a winning pass, and so it doesn't really the two don't really combine very well, and I think that's probably why we're not scoring many goals. Andy, anything you'd like to add on Uchi? Yeah, I, I felt that in the last few weeks Uchi's been getting a little bit better every game, you know, in, incremental growth, baby steps, whatever you want to call it. But he, it felt a little bit like a step backwards yesterday. He, he, he just seemed to get involved in in, in nonsense with his centre half, and I know a lot of it, you know, he was getting wrestled to the ground, and it's probably six of one half a dozen of the other, but it just wasn't really. It just wasn't really coming off for him. It was probably, I don't know, he was down there with Ryan Loft, wasn't he, unfortunately? Um, just just a shame, really, but it is what it is. Yeah, my... Loft had a decent uh, moment when he was on at some point or another. I think sure he won a header, I think, and he <laughs> took it down. He had a, a shot. Bar. Got... It's a low <laughs> bar. And, he, and he he's like, that's shot. it, lads. I'm sorted. <laughs> yeah, I'll just. Okay, for me, did anybody see that? Did anybody see that? <laughs> for me, she is exactly the same player we signed last time. And if he's yeah. the answer, I, I don't sure what the question is, to be honest. Yeah. So that's the first 11 done. Um, and we won't talk about subs because there's not a lot to say. Loft had his moments. They're supposed to play at least. The rule was we always used to have to play at least forty-five yeah. minutes to, to so get a rating. Although so we, we didn't do any ratings after we got past one person. <laughs> one player. After we gave Ripley a six as well. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, Deborah's a bit unlucky to get dropped to the bench. Um, I imagine with Yakoviti, I, I don't I don't see him starting two games Saturday, Tuesday with with the recovery. So. I imagine Deborah will probably get back in. Um, it'll be interesting to see what... Um, it's good to see Low back. It'll be interesting to see what we do with him on Tuesday as well. But um, that was about it, really. We, we had we had more subs to make, and we didn't make them, probably because, I don't know, who, who else could you have brought on to, to change the game? I thought that was quite seamless, Andy, the way you moved on to Tuesday. That's when we should have put an AV timings in for the first goal against Derby. That was, yeah. what, what, that was a segue, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just good at carpet stuff. I didn't even know we were yeah, doing carpets, carpets anymore. He's not even mentioned carpets on here. I don't think Amos has paid his sponsorship anymore, so I think he's been there. No, uh, right. <laughs> Spending it off. Spending it off good quality scotch. I suppose we'd better just do a quick preview of Derby, which I'm sure we're all looking forward to. Me and Andy will be there. Stu, does that suit you timing-wise better? Because I don't know, like on a, a Tuesday night game. Oh, was I, was, I was actually planning on taking Tuesday off. I've got a couple of other things that I've been doing. I've got some time to take off before I come home for Christmas, so I need to take some time off. So I was I thinking about watching it. So if it, if I don't work, then it's, then I can watch it. Um, but work's looking pretty tempting at the moment, if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not waste the day. Yeah, spend my day looking at spreadsheets. No, um, yeah, I will. I, I yeah, I'll try and watch it. Uh, it's <sighs> I just yeah. I had a look at how they're doing. They perked up, haven't they? 
like they look like they were they look like a shambles at the start of the year. I mean, you could see Warren coming, and you know Paul Warren is a good manager, and you know it's unlikely that that was going to last forever. So he's always he's always got the best out of what he had available to him, and and so I do fear for us on Tuesday night. I, I think. Like, we could come out... I don't know how many tickets we've sold. I don't know how well we're doing on the ticket front for that one. But, I mean, we just want to see some spark from them. Like, they've got nothing to lose on Tuesday night, have they, really? Derby, Derby, a good side. They've got a good manager. Like, they should turn us over. They'll just go out and play with the the kind of free-flowing free that we saw at places like Charlton and see if we can just try and try and... Nick a win against a good side. I don't, that's Unleash what I don't would do. Sorry? Unleash the hounds. Unleash the hounds. Give them a go. The off. You say about that tickets, sounds- um, I, I've seen people complaining that they can't buy a ticket if they live out of the area. And this is people who, who are on the club's database who've got Stupid. purchasing history. And yeah, yeah it's happened to um, someone I know, uh, someone who is part of the group that I go games with. And, and he lives in, in Macclesfield. So... Um, they looked at his postcode and said, no, can't sell you a ticket. So he yeah, sacked it off. Yeah, so he sacked yeah. it off. So, um, so well done, Vale. You've you've lost a sale there on, on a, 20 quid, on a ticket. 20 quid, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like you say, ticket sales will be interesting to see if you can actually get on the website and buy one. Um, whether attendance is going to drop. Tuesday night attendances are never the best, are they? Derby will, you imagine. I assume that they'll sold out, haven't they, Andy? You know, these type of things. I think they sold out a long time ago. I've seen people yeah. trying to um, ask in if anyone's got any spares. Um, it looks like they're yeah. trying to trying to beg, borrow, steal tickets. Um, yeah. They I mean, seem to have sold quite a few for Middlesbrough. I noticed that. Like, me, uh, my dad tried to get ours for, because I'm back, back by then. And he said he struggled like we're in the back end of or the far end of the ammo road for 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 that game couldn't get a ticket i haven't bought mine yet because we get till um is it the third of december or something to season ticket holders to reserve your seat no do you yeah i think, think, think so yes yeah. so I'll, I'll, I'll probably buy mine tomorrow actually but yeah so there's, there's that is that have we about done quickly Stu? will andy crosby be a be the manager when you fly to england and or b when you fly back to home to Canada, what's your odds? What are you saying? I don't think he will be by the time I fly home. I, I, I don't. And he's always taking three weeks as well. I, <laughs> I don't. Th- I think one particularly bad loss could, could really spur this and kick this on. I don't think he'll be manager for for the Middlesbrough game. Actually, you think he'll have Christmas off like Peter Swan used to do uh, and Mark Richards yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no I, I just like I do think he's like a, a four if like we've, we've looked like we might get spanked four or five nil a couple of times and and it's not happened and it that's just gonna evoke memories for most people of Barnsley on the opening day and then I think then the crowd really does turn I think uh, I think we'll I think we'll see that Sadly, because yeah. look, he obviously seems like a really nice guy. I'm not. I'm not trying to. Oh, he seems like a fully decent bloke. Yeah, yeah. It's just, I'd really like us to have a like to push on, and I don't think it's going to happen with him. To be perfectly honest, that's my, and that's been my 
position the whole way along. So I've yeah, not changed fair, tack at all. Um, yeah, I didn't change tack on the opening day. No. I didn't change. I didn't like. It, it's it's. I didn't change tack when we won five or six games. Uh, I praised praised more the recruitment at that stage than the than the other way around. Um, but yeah, I've just never been on board with this because I like these the idea. The idea of a forty-eight-year-old assistant suddenly turning into a manager is a is a is a strange concept to me. Okay, Andy, anything you'd like to add before we go um, about Crosby or just generally any other business? We'll call this. If um, just... Yeah, I mean, I'll echo Stu about Crosby. It's like he's we've got to start sticking at the back of the net if if, if he wants to keep his job. Um, there were there were rumblings yesterday, and it's you know. We, we can't go on saying the same things week after week after week and with no signs of of progress towards solving it. Uh, the only other thing I want to say is, um, I don't know if, did the pod touch on it on last Thursday? I mean, I should know because I was on the end of it, the, probably the bit that no one listened to. Um, Lee's show on uh, Six Towns Radio. Oh, Just wanted to give that a quick shout out. Um, did, did you listen? I did listen because I know Lee involved. He's a bit of yep. lad. He's a really Lee's good bloke. Friend of the pod. He's yep. got a show on Tuesday night, seven till nine. I'll probably miss it this week because of the Vale game. But generally, um, great fella. Um, give him a listen. Um, sorry, that's not a particularly good plug, but uh, <laughs> just cross my mind. What kind of yeah. stuff is it, Andy? Um, I think he's called A&E, Lee's A&E, which is anything and everything, and he just plays stuff he likes, and I think he kicked off with ABBA, and then ended up with like ZZ Top next one, and then he'll play everything as long as it's Paul Simon. Yeah, ACDC, yeah. and to be fair to Lee, I would imagine it's called A&E with Lee because Lee is actually a nurse. A little known fact about, well, it's not a little known fact, because I've just told 40,000 listeners this podcast, but yeah, Lee's a great bloke. It's probably more entertaining than going to Vale, so yeah, give Lee a listen. Abba and ACDC, Steve's at Hairstyles from 1991 <laughs> to 1997 before it all fell out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My great beard is more ZZ Top in it these days. But yeah, so <laughs> I think that, Stu, we will see you on the 16th. Have a safe flight over. Yeah, looking um, forward to it, boys. Looking forward yeah, to it. This year, and I'll see you yeah. then. Vale, Christmas out. That was the Ale and Vale. Oh, quickly, I assume Johnny and Bez will be back on Tuesday or Wednesday, Wednesday probably, with, with a Derby review, unless the pod's been closed down by Spotify after this. But yeah, have an Ale. Have an Ale and up the Vale. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. So, it's full time from the pod, and we've just lost again, and now it's time for a treat. What are you looking for, Bez? Well, I'm looking to who's cost us today. Was it the ref? Was it the players? But whoever it was, 
cheer yourselves up, get yourselves to McDonald's, get yourself a Big Mac tonight and enjoy it through the app. Johnny? Yeah, there we go. So order delivery on, on the app. It's at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more details. And don't forget, have an ale and up the veil. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.